0: Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Baptist Bias. I'm your host, Pastor Shelley,
1: and we're going to get kickstarted with our binolog. Good evening, theys and them's. I've got a very important emergency broadcast for you that you need to begin parroting immediately. Recently, Tucker Carlson of Fox News, the Satan-filled demon. Not that there's anything wrong with Satan or demons. Revealed supposed tapes of the January 6th insurrection in an effort to downplay the most significant event in the history of the United States. Now, let's be clear. The video showing the QAnon shaman walking through the Capitol building unharassed is not what you think. Let me repeat that again. It is not what you think. Don't trust your lying eyes. The shaman was clearly exercising MAGA mind control on the Capitol Police, and they were forced to comply out of fear for their lives. In fact, these videos clearly show that Republicans and white straight men are much more dangerous than previously believed. I mean, think about it. They're able to just walk around unharassed in top secret government buildings. What if that had been a black man? They would have shot him and his whole family and lied about him, claiming he had a gun or stabbed police or some other racist accusation. This QAnon shaman was obviously taking advantage of the white privilege that Republican fascists conveniently deny even exists. Not once, as Tucker Carlson pointed out, the very real possibility that these tapes could be deep fakes covering up how violent extremists desecrated the most holy temple of our democracy in an effort to trick the American people. We know this information cannot be trusted because no reputable source has corroborated it. When did CNN, ABC, MSNBC, the ADL, or any of the other completely unbiased liberal Trump-hating networks release this footage? Has it been fact-checked? Has Wikipedia updated their page yet? Did Snopes write an article about it? How can we know it's even true until Dr. Fauci has weighed in? We all know that MAGA terrorists are going to mislead us all about the trustworthy news you've relied on for coverage of the January 6th insurrection over the last two years, and they're going to do it by claiming that it's all fake. But I'm here to tell you that the liberal media is not fake, CNN is not fake. Brian Stelter's show was called Reliable Sources, for crying out loud. Who in their right mind would lie with a show title like that? In the midst of the social media chaos caused by right-wing extremists like Tucker Carlson, we can't forget about the real truth concerning January 6th, that Donald Trump incited a mob to destroy the Capitol building, light it on fire, steal the nuclear codes, and drop an atomic bomb on China. We all watched intensely while the January 6th hearings provided such gripping, thought-provoking, and emotional testimony. They proved beyond any shadow of a doubt that January 6th was the single most destructive day in the history of our nation. And everyone involved should face the most horrifyingly peaceful execution to save our democracy from devolving into a real-life rendition of The Handmaid's Tale. We cannot allow Tucker Carlson and his white nationalist cohorts to circulate disinformation about the attack on our sacred capital. We need to stop them. These people are terrorists, and we need to rise up in the streets terrorizing them until they stop claiming that we're the terrorists. Some of our bravest keyboard warriors might be asking right now, hey, what can I do to stop Tucker Carlson and his fans? What can I do to contribute? Of course, you have the most important task of all. Whenever you see anyone on your Facebook page or your Twitter newsfeed giving credence to Carlson's lies, please be sure to hit the report button and use the term racist multiple times, ensuring the post will be taken down as soon as possible, especially if the post has nothing to do with race at all. That's just how white people downplay their own overt racism by not talking about race, even though everything they say is racist, even when it doesn't seem racist at all. Look, it might seem confusing, but they're racist all the time. Scientists all agree. Scientists have proved it. it's just systemically entrenched into their skin color and they cannot change because they're inferior to other people who have a much more beautiful and diverse pigmentation. Additionally, we urge you to cut people off in real life, no matter who they are, friends or family, who might believe that January 6th was anything other than a terrorist attack orchestrated by racist, bigoted, Islamophobic Nazis who want to enslave all minorities and pose an existential threat to our democracy. Lastly, Be sure to mindlessly binge watch CNN, MSNBC and other leftist establishment media outlets as we figure out how to spin this disinformation campaign that right wingers are calling video evidence. I mean, don't do anything else is what I'm talking about here. Literally, do not do anything else for the next 24 to 48 hours. While this so-called new January 6th footage is disseminated by the extremists on the right, keep your eyes fixated instead on CNN, so the most trusted name in news can tell you what to think, what to say, and how to say it. And don't ever forget, the liberal media gets to decide what constitutes reality. Those who express a different opinion, even slightly from this PSA, aren't just a threat to our democracy. They even have a bias so evil and so bigoted that it advocates for people to think critically. And we call that here at the liberal media, the Baptist bias.
0: Sorry to interrupt your uh, great time watching CNN and MSNBC to bring you the Baptist bias, but uh, we got an angry co-host here. He's just a rabid individual. He can't stand sodomites. It's been the Baptist.
1: How's it going, everyone? (laughs) That's an intro right there. Thanks for tuning into the podcast tonight. We got a lot to talk about, and I am, in fact in contrast to what Pastor Shelley just said, in a jovial mood. Now, that might change depending on what we discuss this evening, but I am actually in a good mood. And we do have some people in the chat room today. at El Madge, JC, Cass, Jeremy Gossett, and others have joined us tonight. Make sure you tune in over at the Baptist Bias YouTube channel. Thank you so much for listening, Pastor Shelley throwing it back over to you. How are you doing? I'm doing great.
0: And uh, we got a good show this evening. We got a lot of clips that we want to share. Also, we're going to take call-ins this evening. So make sure to stick around, watch us live. Uh, There's a lot of people in the chat. Uh, You can always give us a question or some thoughts in the chat. We're paying attention on YouTube, on Rumble. Also, we stream on God Resource just in case – And uh, God willing, we'll get some more features added to that platform at some point and have live chat and comments and things like that too. I know people like to uh, be able to voice their opinion as well. But our phone number is 231 Baptist. We'll be flashing that on the screen here uh, this evening and we'll take calls a little bit later. But uh, we really thought it would be great this evening to talk about kind of a a news story that's pretty fresh. It's it's really kind of hit In the last 24 hours, um, Tucker Carlson kind of dropped some video evidence about the January 6th, quote, insurrection videos and footage. And uh, it's really causing kind of a firestorm through the media. What what have you seen going on in the media, Brother Ben?
1: I see hilarious denials of reality. I see video footage that was released proving that the Narrative about January 6th turned out to be a complete and utter lie and phony and garbage propaganda. And what I see in response is a desperate corporate media leftist establishment responding by literally denying reality or coming up with some of the most idiotic explanations to try and explain and spin this all away. My favorite one is that CNN claimed that, in fact, the QAnon shaman. Uh, was being told by the police as they were, you know, just kind of strolling together in the Capitol building. CNN claimed that the cops were in fact actually yelling and screaming at him to stop what he was doing, even though they were helping him out and seemingly acting as tour guides. But that's a whole different topic. My point is this, it has been hilarious to see them try and respond to this and I'm laughing at them right now.
0: So has policing devolved to where you simply just tell people no?
1: Is, is Evidently, that, uh, even though the guys outnumbered like one to a hundred, they apparently couldn't do anything physically to stop them.
0: So, did the American revolutionaries? Did they just tell the Britons, you know, nay, you nay, know, no, 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 touchy, you know, no step? Please don't do it. <laughs> don't, don't come on our land because then we'll tell you no. Then we'll I tell mean, you no. if if we truly had just a giant revolt against our government and America, which is supposedly the strongest nation on earth. The Capitol Police are commissioned to tell you no, while they open the door for you. Yes, while they even still try gentlemen, and,
1: they try and open doors. They were locked, and we'll play the footage tonight. But you have doors that are locked. The cops try and open. You have them guiding the shaman, whatever his name is, through the Capitol building, almost like tour guides. Look at this room. Look at that room. I mean, it, it literally. It almost seemed like he went on a paid tour of the building. I want to throw it over to you and ask you, I'm going to put you on the spot right here. You know, let's just start off hot, Pastor Shelley. Let's go. January 6th, was it A, 100% completely staged, B, completely organic, or C, a mix of both? I mean, uh, I would lean
0: towards the idea that it's almost completely, uh, a sh- is kind of a setup. I, I wouldn't say it's fake necessarily, but it's just kind of like a setup where, you know, sometimes what they'll do, you know, the FBI will infiltrate groups, they'll try to get people kind of angry, and then they'll suggest some really bad activity, and then that person will actually end up still doing it. So it's not necessarily like the person didn't do it or didn't try to do something wrong or commit a crime. It's just that they were kind of provoked, put in a bad situation, enabled to do something really bad and then all of a sudden the, the it kind of the narrative shifts and twists to where it's not exactly as it seems so you know that's kind of my viewpoint on january 6th i'm not going to say that there weren't people doing things that were illegal i'm sure there was a lot of illegal things going on obviously there was property damage i'm sure some people got hurt i'm sure of this crowd of i mean tens of thousands i don't even know exactly the number I'm sure some of those people were angry and did some stupid things, some foolish things that they probably shouldn't have. But at the same time, you know, a lot of these people that are doing the really bad stuff were probably provocateurs, put there on place, maybe commissioned, maybe paid. Um, you know, you have Ray Epps, which is obviously a big question mark for a lot of people. So, you know, how many capital guards knew this stuff was happening we're trying to let people in on purpose because of this trying to allow photo ops to happen i mean it seems pretty coordinated honestly and and i think that you know before we kind of get too deep in this we probably need to just go ahead and show some of this footage and, and then we can kind of dissect it but it seems like tucker it, and again to my knowledge he's still going to release a lot more information next few nights but he kind of focused recently on two different elements one was specifically the Non shaman whose name is Jacob Chansley or Jacob Angeli, unless it kind of depends, I guess he kind of goes by both names. And also a narrative surrounding a Capitol Police officer that was supposedly killed in this quote, insurrection. And so that's kind of the most of the footage is kind of uh, aimed towards. And I think we should play his clip. We can pause it here and there and, and kind of talk about it a little bit. But let's see if we can go ahead and play clip one.
2: These are the pictures you've seen of January 6th. They're familiar because they've been playing on a loop on every media outlet in America for the last two years. There's a reason for that. But it turns out there's quite a bit of video you haven't seen. And that video tells a very different story about what happened on January 6th. More than 40,000 hours of surveillance footage from in and around the Capitol have been withheld from the public. (coughs) And once you see the video, you'll understand why. Taken as a whole, the video record does not support the claim that January 6th was an insurrection. In fact, it demolishes that claim. And that's exactly why the Democratic Party and its allies in the media prevented you from seeing it. By controlling the images you were allowed to view from January 6th, they controlled how the public understood that day. They could lie about what happened and you would never know the difference. Those lies had a purpose. They created a pretext for a federal crackdown on opponents of the Uniparty in Washington.
1: Our office wanted to ensure that there was shock and awe that we could charge
2: as many people as possible. The first thing you notice from viewing the full video record of January 6th is just how many people entered the Capitol building that day. Hundreds and hundreds of people, possibly thousands over the course of about two hours. The crowd was enormous. A small percentage of them were hooligans. They committed vandalism. You've seen their pictures again and again. But the overwhelming majority weren't. They were peaceful, they were orderly, and meek. These were not insurrectionists, they were sightseers. Footage from inside the Capitol overturns the story you've heard about January 6th. Let's just pause for a second. Cu- one, one thing I want to
0: note though, and, and again, I'm not saying that Tucker hasn't done his research here, but one thing that I notice when I watch some of this footage is I don't see like a time stamp telling us when these particular events are occurring and, and sometimes that's really important, right? So could these people that are, we're seeing walking around peacefully, just sightseeing, could that have happened out an hour before Trump's even giving his speech that day. And so that footage is of course, looking peaceful and we don't know, you know, the context. And I'm not saying that Tucker did this misleading like footage, you know where he's showing people being peaceful and it wasn't during this supposed intersection or not but again to me timelines would be would be somewhat relevant if we said hey here's when supposedly everybody walked over here's when they've been entering the building and then here at this timestamp, stamp see people are just still walking around peacefully sightseeing that to me is really relevant to some of that information what, what do you think about just kind of the is this being editorialized or is it, you know, do you think that Tucker's just going to be for sure telling the right narrative here? What's, what's kind of your perspective?
1: I think he's for sure telling the right narrative. It would have been better probably to include timestamps just to dot your I's and cross your T's. And for that reason, yeah, maybe put them on the screen or include it in his monologue that he's voicing the voiceover. But I do think that he's being honest with the footage, and I do believe that once the quote-unquote insurrectionists, as the left likes to call them, when they got into the Capitol building, I do believe they were peacefully walking around, most of them. There were some hooligans, like he said. That's true. But they're walking around like they're on a tour guide, taking a look around, snapping selfies, snapping pictures. It was not what the media portrayed it to be.
0: Well, I just think, you know,
1: especially he's going to release
0: some more footage. I think it would be great if one of his videos is sim- simply just a timeline where yeah. we just kind of talk about certain time markers. And then we just know, like, here's the the climax of the event. And so then everything past this particular time is, you know, during the supposed insurrection. I think that would be really pertinent information. I wish that they would include that on the screen or in the footage, you know, moving forward. But just, just a quick thought, because I think we need to be balanced here, even though obviously I don't really believe the official narrative. I don't really believe what CNN's saying or what these other leftist media outlets are portraying things as. I don't want to just instantly just believe everything Fox News says or does either. Sure. And one thing that's interesting to me is just uh, around the whole context of this, you know, we're, we're focusing on this January 6th, whether it's an insurrection or not, but that's really kind of a, a disguise or a smoke screen from the whole reason this day even happened. The whole reason this day even happened is the fact that a vast majority of Republicans, if not even just our own country, is questioning the legitimacy of how our elections were uh, run in several states, not just one. I mean, and especially at this time, I believe that some states were still even uh, having recounts, you know, Arizona took forever, Georgia was having a lot of issues. A lot of people were trying to file cases and and legal cases and lawsuits evolving around election issues and all kinds of different problems. And and people were calling for Mike Pence to potentially uh, form a committee to just at least either legitimize election fraud claims or to put them to rest. And again, you know, a lot of people even said, oh why legitimize it or anything but when you have a a large swath of the population of america questioning it you know the the worst thing you can do is just continue to deny it and just ignore it and pretend like it's not a big deal why not just provide the receipts why not just provide the truth and the evidence if there's no harm or no foul that's why it seems like there's a problem because they never want to provide any receipts do they they never want to tell you, and if, and of course, I, I think we should talk about this January sixth thing, but I don't want to lose sight of what was really going on, and you know I don't know exactly what we can even say on YouTube anymore. I don't even know if I'm allowed to be on YouTube. Nothing, but we're gonna start trying to have a portion of the show off YouTube. So tonight, you know, around nine p.m. or so, we're gonna go exclusively to Rumble and and God Resource, so that way we can say everything we want, and of course. I don't even know if you can do that on Rumble, but we're gonna try it because we might as well. I hate being censored. I think we need to just talk about things very frankly and plainly. So, but we want to, you know, transition people. So, you know, starting around 9 p.m. or so, if you want to catch the rest of the show, you're gonna to have to get it off of you're gonna to have to get off YouTube. Join us on Rumble. I just wanna give you that warning now, and we'll give you another warning as we get a little bit closer. But let's go ahead and play a little bit more of this clip and then we can kind of talk about it
2: up in neat little lines. They give each other tours outside the speaker's office. They take cheerful selfies and they smile. They're not destroying the Capitol. They obviously revere the Capitol. They're there because they believe the election was stolen from them. They believe in the system. Here's the man you've heard referred to as the QAnon shaman outside the Senate chamber. These are not rioters. These are people who wandered over from a political rally. The single most famous person arrested that day was a Navy veteran from Arizona called Jacob Chansley, often referred to as the QAnon shaman. The so-called QAnon shaman. QAnon shaman. Someone named Q Shaman. Jacob Chansley became the face of January 6th, a dangerous conspiracy theorist dressed in outlandish costume who led the violent insurrection to overthrow American democracy. For these crimes, Chansley was sentenced to nearly four years in prison, far more time than many violent criminals now receive. What did Jacob Chansley do to receive this punishment? To this day, there is dispute over how Chansley got into the Capitol building. But according to our review of the internal surveillance video, it is very clear what happened once he got inside. Virtually every moment of his time inside the Capitol was caught on tape. The tapes show that Capitol Police never stopped Jacob Chansley. They helped him. They acted as his tour guides. Here's video of Chansley in the Senate chamber. Capitol Police officers take him to multiple entrances and even try to open locked doors for him. We counted at least nine officers who were within touching distance of unarmed Jacob Chansley. Not one of them even tried to slow him down. Chansley understood that Capitol Police were his... so CNN's telling us, it, it, right now,
0: they're telling him, stop, please stop. Yeah. I mean, that one cop was leading him. They verbally. And then tried
1: to open the door for right. him. That's the idea, they verbally tried to stop him.
0: And, 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 oh, 10 armed Capitol Police can't stop this this weirdo dressed
2: up like a psychopath? Okay, keep going. <laughs> ...allies. Video shows him giving thanks for them in a prayer on the floor of the Senate. Watch.
1: Thank you for having Father.
2: contrast the reality of what jacob chansley did in the capitol building on january 6th the indisputable facts recorded on video some of which has never before been seen with the depiction of jacob chansley that you've seen in the media for more than two years he's a terrorist they said he should be killed shoot him shoot him all right let's pause for another second for a second
0: you know I noticed that me and my friends always seem to be called uh, called these like violent terrorists that are always calling for people to be killed or executed or uh, some kind of violent extremist, and we get canceled. What about this guy? How's this guy not calling for violent and calling for death? Shoot him! I mean, he just he's is as plain as day, and and not even with a lawful trial. You know, my employee Dylan Oz, made it really clear how he feels that people should be given a lawful trial and be convicted and then sentenced with death if found guilty. This guy is just saying, already guilty, just shoot him. Shoot him. Just kill him. I mean, no questions asked. Yet, how how many times has Bill Maher or his guests been canceled for this violent rhetoric? Let's keep going.
2: The United States, if he was dressed like Bin Laden, would you have shot him? Shoot him, shoot him. It makes you wonder who are the violent extremists here? Not Jacob Chansley. And the video proves that, but you would never have known from the media coverage. The people sitting in the chairs need to be sitting in a jail cell. Chansley is in a jail cell. He's been there for months. If he was in fact committing such a grave crime, why didn't the officers who were standing right next to him place him under arrest? Until now, no one could even prove that even happened, but it did.
0: And that's the clip. Well, so this clip specifically is kind of focused on Jacob Chansley, the q shaman, which, did he even claim that title? Is that is that not just a title the media gave him? Do we know? It's
1: what people call him. I I, I think Jacob Chanley, is that his name? I think that'd probably be a better way to reference him. Well, but it's how he's known. But here's the thing. I, I, it almost
0: seems like they're killing a lot of birds with one stone here because they're just trying to make q seem like the craziest, weirdest freaks on the planet, which I think some of them probably are. And and, yes. and and I'm not even saying this guy isn't necessarily, he might be kind of a weirdo or a psychopath, who knows? How he got conned in even wearing this, this get up, this outfit, if he just was just kind of being someone who is doing it for satire, like maybe he's like a comedian type personality, if he's serious about this. I don't even know, I've never, I don't think I've even seen him been interviewed or talked about his opinions. Um, But either way, they just instantly try to discredit anything and everything that a a group called QAnon supposedly has said and just labels all these people, you know, these just conspiracy theory, sideshow freaks. Whereas, you know, some of the things that QAnon have said, and and I don't know, you know, how this thing even works entirely, just people online claiming to be QAnon are saying, hey, a lot of people in our government uh, worship Satan and are child molesters. And it's like. That's probably true. <laughs> I, I probably do agree with that. Does that mean that everything they've said is good? Obviously not. Um, but it, you probably, if you are a Satan-worshiping child molester in our government, would love to smear anybody that's saying that about you, no matter who they are. What is your? Have you heard much about
1: this QAnon stuff? Dylan in the chat room says, I've seen interviews with the guy, and he's a freak Norse false god worshiper for sure okay (laughs) doesn't surprise me given the outfit he decided to wear as he was waltzing through the halls of the capitol building
0: well i guess that's what you get when you're a norse god you get the harshest penalties for being really just a complete idiot he should have seen that one coming um which again you know maybe they're taking advantage of the mentally weak people that are on drugs and confused and, and or maybe this guy's just demon possessed i don't know but obviously taking some person that believes they're a Norse God and saying, Hey, you want to just come in here and stand up here and just talk for us for a minute? I mean, talks about, it seems like a pretty easy fall guy. Sure. I mean, do we really believe this is the bravest warrior that fought through all the Capitol police and, and made his way to the top of the mountain? Or was he conveniently placed there to be the fall guy to make... The whole thing looked just crazy and and bizarre and, and maybe even just to worship the devil. I mean, the guy's dressed up in kind of like a satanic style outfit. Who knows if they wanted that image? They wanted that picture. It seems like they may have wanted that just to
1: worship their false god, Baphomet or something. Well, the common theme of the program tonight is propaganda. And the propagandists have used this event. And that's kind of the broader discussion here tonight is that propagandists have used this event to advance a narrative, which is what? Donald Trump incited a mob to overthrow the government on January 6th, which is fake. That didn't happen. And also to advance the narrative that Christians, conservatives, those on the quote-unquote right, are insane, that they're crazy, that they're violent, that they're domestic terrorists, and that they need to be subdued. Now, Even if you don't like Donald Trump you're not involved in the political battle this affects us as Bible believing Christians because I believe this narrative will one day be honed down to simply just Christians are domestic terrorists it won't necessarily be about politics anymore but they'll narrow it down eventually and the talking point will one day go from this whole MAGA movement to just Christians as a whole Christians are domestic terrorists Christians need to be eliminated We see that in Scripture. That's what the Antichrist is going to do, wage war with the saints. A friend of mine texted me, Michael. He says, The right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for redress of grievances is not negated by the actions of a few provocateurs or patsies. I agree with that. And with regard to this event, I think, uh, Pastor Shelley, you were right, that there were provocateurs there who made this thing worse on purpose. And they incited this and they provoked it to push the narrative I just talked about. But even if it were, hypothetically, and this is gonna get some heat on me, and I'm you might not agree with this, but I'll, I'll go ahead and say it anyway. Let's pretend it was 100% organic. Now we fight a spiritual battle as Christians. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. The Bible says that the weapons of our warfare Are not carnal. I'm not advocating for carnal warfare. I'm not advocating for insurrection. I'm not advocating to go take up arms and go fight the government. I do not advocate for that. Could I be more clear? I don't believe it's the right thing to do. But if this thing. Do you think it's the right thing to do, though? I do not believe that's the right thing to do. (laughs) I do not believe it's the right thing to do. But if this thing were totally organic, I'm not gonna be shedding a tear about it. I'm kind of upset they didn't finish the job because these are wicked devils in our government who deserve the wrath of God. <laughs> well,
0: I, I don't know if that completely contradicted your first point there, but um, here, here's the thing. Obviously, do you wanna see wickedness overthrown? Sure, I do think it should be done through the proper channels. I do think that um, you know our founders did try to create a system in which even if there was a level of corruption that it could potentially be overcome through proper channels but even they themselves in the constitution are essentially giving license to the idea that it could get to a point where even this government is so corrupt and at which point that they're not even following the constitution that it's really man a mandate on the people to overthrow their government and create a new government and and really to be more loyal to the ideals, be more loyal to the Constitution, and and freedom than it is to a particular uh, politician, to a particular quote unquote elected official, um, and so I don't even know if that's technically insurrection, if you think about the fact that they're following the higher power, which is what Romans 13 ultimately says. You know, it, it, it's kind of a it's kind of a tough question for Christians in my mind because if we're supposed to obey the higher powers and theoretically the highest power in America is the constitution is resisting this stuff, fighting this stuff really um, being an insurrectionist or being rebellious or more likely, are you actually following the right chain of command? I mean, if you have a company where the CEO has one viewpoint and every manager below him is wicked, you know, who are you going to follow? Are you going to follow the CEO? or Are you going to follow the, all the lower ling managers. And, and I think as a, as a country though, here's my problem is let's say we, we got rid of these quote unquote wicked people in government. Let's just say they somehow, whatever happened, what, it doesn't matter the channel, let's just say it was properly done. Okay. And we put in new people, what's to stop them from just turning into those same people in just a very short period of time. In my mind, probably almost nothing. Um, to me, a country is going to often have leaders that are a reflection of the people. And while America as a whole, I don't believe is as wicked as our leaders, it's just a, a, an extreme punishment that God is delivering to our country to say, look, if you're not going to follow my commandments, if you're not going to serve me, then I will give you way worse leaders than you could even imagine in essence. And so really the call to action is to try and change the culture of America because as long as our culture is bad, it does not matter which leaders we put into office. It's just, we're going to reap a a horrible consequence of the fact that as a whole, Christians are not serving God. They don't love the Bible. You know, that's that's why I think it's important to get people on the King James Bible. We made the Preserve Bible documentary. I think it's why it's important to teach people how to go soul winning and to preach the gospel and the separation. That's why we're fundamentalists is to do all these different things. So, you know, while I'm pro having the right government and and resisting a lot of this wickedness, I I think sometimes it's more of a symptom than it is the actual root of the issue. I mean, do you you really believe that if we got rid of the wicked element in our government and replaced them with Donald Trump, who believes that Caitlyn Jenner can use whatever bathroom it wants,
1: is going to really make our country great again? No, and I don't advocate or endorse waging a physical battle. And I don't think that it uh, produces a long-term solution or change. However, I'm not going to mourn if Nancy Pelosi has her office, quote-unquote, desecrated. I mean, if there are going to be people who hijack Nancy Pelosi's office and over, you know, throw the table over or something like that and stomp on it, like, I don't care. I'm not going to mourn is all I'm saying. However, obviously. What did the
0: office do to you?
1: Well, it's inhabited by Nancy Pelosi, (laughs) so it needs to be just totally cleansed.
0: Oh, okay. I mean, I understand that, you know, at the same time, like, I I want to be balanced here because because here's my opinion. I don't think it was an insurrection. Yeah. But the, I don't necessarily agree with all the actions performed by every single individual in there. I think you could have stood outside or or gone through the building if it was lawfully allowed, not causing property damage and tried to put pressure on these individuals through just a public demonstration saying, "Look, this this is how it is, you know, you guys need to fix this problem or or then, you know, we're gonna have to go to another solution here. But I think as, as America as a whole, we need to, the entire nation needs to just basically rise up and say, look, you're gonna get the right leaders, you're gonna do the criminal investigations, we're gonna hold these people accountable, or we're gonna to have to have a new government. But, you know, give them the opportunity to make the right decision before you just kind of force your hand as it were. But I, again, you look at the American people, you look at a lot of our politicians, we don't really have a lot of leaders. We don't really have any any individual that's going to rise up. And, and I don't think that we will. I don't think we're going to have a human leader. I think as a whole, we just need Christians to come out and say the right thing and do the right thing and build a parallel economy and let the wicked die. Because these woke companies and everything else, hiring all these diversity hires and all these weirdos and, and sideshow freaks, they're going to destroy their companies. I mean, if everybody just left YouTube, YouTube would fail. The, the only thing propping up YouTube is America keep going there and giving them all their eyeballs and their dollars and their money. Same with any company. If Christians just acted like Christians, it would cripple a lot of these wicked industries. It would cripple a lot of the wickedness that's going in our culture and our society. It's that they're propping it up through being like the world, acting like the world, and doing a lot of worldly things. And, and that's kind of a... Uh, we, we like to blame other people for our issues. It's not it's not Nancy Pelosi's fault that Christians sin. It's not Nancy Pelosi's fault that, that churches in America are are dying and are ungodly and have false teachers in them. You know, it's Nancy Pelosi is a judgment because of that. And so, you know, do I really want to go and throw Nancy Pelosi's desk over? You know, I'm more mad at John MacArthur. I'm more mad at Joel Osteen. I'm more mad at the people that are going to these people's churches and giving them money and then complaining about Nancy Pelosi. As if Nancy Pelosi's the problem, not them being a watered down liberal Christian who's not saved, who doesn't care about America, and then claiming, hey, let's get an insurrection. I mean, there's a lot of people in the Bible, like Barabbas, who was arrested for insurrection. Not a great guy, not someone that did a lot of good things for the Lord. You have people like... Uh, Josiah getting involved in the war with Pharaoh Nico, which was not his battle, not his fight, and basically dying early because he got involved in that carnal physical battle. Additionally, many of the disciples of Christ, I mean, Peter sliced the ear off of a Roman soldier. But what did Christ do? He picked it back up and put it on the ear, and he, he made it abundantly clear, like, this isn't the battle we want to get get, get into. You know, we're not here to just fight Romans. Um, you know, the Jews were, in essence, at that time, a, a dying nation. There was no reviving it. It was, a, it was a fig tree that had been cursed, and it was withering. And really, the only opportunity was to just save what you can and get out. And, and honestly, I believe that's where America is at this point, essentially. America is kind of a, is a dying fig tree, and you either are going to see us enter in the, uh, the end times, and America is just going to survive because it's the end times Babylon, or you are gonna see the true death of America and something's gonna rise out of the ashes. Is 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 righteousness gonna rise out of the ashes, or is communism gonna rise out of the ashes? We don't know. But and, and we can't predict the future. I don't I don't know. Is are we in the end times? Seems reasonable. Are we not in the end times? I think that's still reasonable. But should should we go in and just, you know, take a dump on Nancy Pelosi's desk and should, should we go around and, and make AOC hide? Because she was so terrified that day. I mean, yeah, it's it, in my flesh, it's like, that's fun and that's cool. But, like, is that really the right attitude spiritually is to just want to go in there and trash these office? I'd rather get the person out and put a good person behind the desk than to just throw her desk over and then she's
1: still there. Like, what did that accomplish? Well, I'm in a total agreement. I'm in total agreement. I I believe that it's a spiritual battle. And in fact, uh, this this person in the chat room says, if someone doesn't acknowledge the spiritual side, then the political aspects amount to nothing. Another person says, I do agree with you on that, Pastor. The ones who were making a fool of themselves on camera weren't doing anything to advance a good cause. And I think we need to remember as Christians that uh, our leaders— The politicians in Washington, D.C. are nothing more than a reflection of the populace. And in this case, Christianity right now is kind of pathetic. The state of Christianity sucks. A vast majority of churches are lame, watered down, limp-wristed. They don't preach the Bible. They let the sodomites in. A lot of them have women getting up and preaching. It's so bad. And that's why America is on a bobsled to hell because Christianity is lame and stupid and uh, it's fake and they don't preach the word of God. They don't care about the word of God. They don't preach against sin. They have no standards. They've abandoned the fundamentals of the faith. And you wonder why we have freaks in office today, including a dude who can't string a sentence together, the president of the United States. Another guy, Fetterman, is mentally just brain dead. These are the leaders we deserve as a country because we are spiritually decrepit and continue to decay. I said I was in a jovial mood in the beginning of the podcast. Now I'm not, Pastor Shell, But seriously, though, it is is Christianity. If my people, the Bible says, if Christianity would get off its rear end and start to care about the things of God again, maybe we would have leadership that would be a reflection, a positive reflection of our population. Yeah, I
0: mean, in Pennsylvania, you have Josh Shapiro, a Jew, running for governor, and you had Doug Pastriano, who was advocating a lot of Christian values and beliefs. I don't even know if he's saved. I don't know if he's evangelical or Catholic. I don't know. But a lot of things that he was saying were a lot more in line with the Bible than the Jew. And yet, Who wins the nomination? Josh Shapiro. Now, is that legitimate? I don't know entirely. But again, if every single person is voting in the Christian, you know, the voter fraud can only go so far. You know, if every single person is voting for the right candidate, you know, it's going to make it much more difficult to, to do enough ballot stuffing or, or algorithm changing or everything like that. And I think that's been the narrative of, of the Trumpers and stuff is that if we vote, if we vote hard enough, we can overcome the election fraud, which I don't think that will happen entirely. But again, if it was 100 percent, then it would make it really it would be pretty intimidating on the other side of the equation to try and, you know, cheat the system at that point when it's pretty close, though. It's easy for them to gaslight, switch the narrative, cheat just enough to kind of rig the numbers and to make it seem plausible, seem passable. Um, and and I want to talk a little bit more about that when we get kind of off air. But we do have a few more clips. And there's one that I wanted to show. It's a uh, Gab post, I believe it was. And it's January 6th, Tucker Clip. I don't know... If this I think that this clip has now this is kind of, we already showed this. Let's go to um.
1: You want to see the cop?
0: I want to see the the Elon Elon put a
1: propaganda warning label. This is a news story from Infowars.com or NewsWars.com is their alternate website. Elon Musk says he might put a propaganda warning label on CNN's tweets. If an organization portrays itself as balanced, but it is not, it should be labeled to inform the public, which I like. I think this is a step in the right direction for Twitter. CNN is propaganda. The corporate media, they are propagandists. They are propagandists and we can demonstrate that for you. If we play clip two, do you want to play clip two? Clip two is a demonstration of the propagandists in action concerning January 6th. Let's watch them brainwash their viewers. Let's watch them inculcate them with the only narrative that they want to be allowed to be disseminated. Check it out. Don't send me your are you still talking about the insurrection? Yes. And we're gonna continue to talk about it.
2: They are making fun of these remembrances. They are pretending like we are all hysterical. Certain dates echo throughout history, including dates that instantly remind all who have lived through them where they were and what they were doing. December 7th, 1941, September 11th, 2001, and January 6th, 2021. I'm gonna keep talking about it. I'm gonna keep talking about it. There's never been a bigger or more important story in American history than this. This is the most
0: important <laughs> story in the history of the Republic. These January 6th hearings are remarkable. They are riveting.
2: The hearings last night, they were searing, they were vivid. It was compelling, it was chilling. The videos were chilling and it was, it I think it's going to be historic. This was a historic, compelling hearing. This is very compelling. Uh, television because it's a very compelling hearing and it's compelling it's must-see tv
0: i've been texting with a number of sources i was texting people live during the hearing um the words that i was hearing from them were stomach turning riveting compelling one senator
2: told me that he had a lump in his throat as he was watching the video
1: 9-11 is nothing compared to
2: january 6. Right. waltergate <laughs> is a walk in the park next <laughs> wow. to the january 6th attack on american democracy
0: this is the most important and disturbing Uh, Incident that's ever happened in the
1: 246 years of the American Constitutional Republic. This is so much worse than something like Watergate.
2: What happened on January 6th is so much worse than Watergate.
1: Really? It really is by uh, 100 degrees.
2: Orders of magnitude worse than Watergate.
1: So I have to ask you, you just watched that clip. You saw... Propagandist after propaganda, January 6th, worse than 9-11, worse than Watergate, the most significant event in U.S. history. Oh, just hysterics. Why? I surmised the idea is because they want to condition or socially engineer people into believing that we have domestic terrorists who are quote right-wing conservatives and that they need to be subdued in your mind. What's the point? Why would they go this far with the brainwashing and indoctrination? What is this all about in your opinion? I, I feel
0: like they're just flipping off America and, and just proving that our public education system is total trash because probably one event that I would think you would think like everyone that's gone to public school knows happened. It's called the Civil War. Are we gonna really pretend like the Civil War where people actually died and killed each other for a period of time, a a real true actual war where people were fighting is somehow less significant than this quote, January (laughs) insurrection where we almost lost the Republic. I mean, that's the type of gaslighting narrative that they have to bring up. I mean, 9-11, which again, not even probably even top 10 on, in my opinion, probably historical events that shaped our country. I don't even think 9-11 is in the top 10. Maybe in the most recent decade, it might be in a top 10 list, but that's a situation where actually thousands of people died. I mean, lots and lots of Americans actually died in 9-11 and somehow that's doesn't even come close to this January 6th. I mean, this is my thought and, and I struggle with this are these news anchors reading, like, are they paid actors? Are they just mindless zombies reading the teleprompter or are they just wicked? Like
1: what is, is, you know? Both. All three? Yeah, they're wicked and they're soulless, reprobate, psychopathic demons who are sitting there reading the prompter. But I'm just saying like, you know, you you could have someone
0: that's not very smart and they're just simply just really good at just reading and kind of smiling and doing whatever. But they're not even critically thinking about what they're saying, like they're just kind of like an just a, an idiot, and they're just kind of this mindless, use useful zombie. Oh, I think they it. know they're lying. Or there's you know the opportunity where they just they just genuinely believe that, and they're wicked, and they like, you know, they just kind of fallen for the lie. Or there's the opportunity that they're just like, they're in on it. They know what they're saying is a lie. They're purposely and maliciously hurting America. They're in on it. They're getting paid. They're just, they don't care. They simply will say anything for money and they don't care what collateral damage is going on. I mean, what percentage of our news anchors are are to that extremity? Or do you think some
1: of them are kind of just useful idiots? I'm sure there's a percentage that's useful idiots, but by and large, I mean, you look at this Don Lemon, sodomite, you know that that's a that's an evil abominable sack of filth who is without a doubt knowledgeable aware of the fact that he's lying he's lying these people know what they're doing they know they're lying and the left as a whole i believe recognizes this it's just that the ends always justify the means to them they don't care they'll use whatever means necessary silencing the opposition Threatening the opposition with violence doing whatever they have to do censorship just blatant lies like this one brainwashing doesn't matter they will use any means necessary to uh, go ahead and advance their cause this is why i compare them to a malignant tumor leftism is like a malignant tumor on the neck of this country so and are christians so are you need- saying that you like don lemon no oh Christians Christians need to apply. I was in a good mood before we went on the air, folks. Christians need to apply the what's what do they do for cancer? I forgot the word. Are you Chemo. Chemotherapy. They need a rate radiation on the tumor and get that the hell off of our neck as Americans. But instead, they're only Surgery. perpetuating it. Surgery. That's the right word. Just just cut that. Cut that growth off, as it were. But why, though? Why lie this blatantly about 9-11? Why would they try and whip up so much hysteria and stoke so much emotion regarding January 6th? In your mind, what's the broader goal that you think they're trying to accomplish? Is it to eventually demonize Christians? or well, like, like I said, I,
0: I think it's just a it's a smokescreen. It's just a smokescreen. They, they need to project what they're actually doing. If, if and again, I, I don't want to get into, we're going to get into it here in a few minutes. We're going to go off of YouTube. And we're going to go into rumble. So you might already make the switch on us. We're going to take some calls as well. And so you can call in 231 Baptist, but it's got a lot to do with the election. And again, if there is a group out there trying to overthrow the government, trying to destroy quote unquote democracy, even though we have a constitutional republic, we don't have a democracy then it's going to be these leftists it's going to be these paid actors called journalists who genuinely don't care about anything that's true journalism making a poignant uh, argument just just simply are just tools of the media and of the devil and in many cases just uh you know affiliated with satanism directly so i think that you know when it comes to this particular event, the January 6th. I like that we're talking about it. I like that Tucker's bringing this up because if they've lied this hard for this long, maybe it'll allow somebody to say, what else are they lying about? What else is really going on here? How could we have this many people all in on the same lie, bringing up the same talking points, saying these things, when it's just so patently false, there's no truth to it whatsoever. This isn't like a difference of interpretation here this is just bold face lying and and i think you have to start then asking the question because tucker and some of these other people they're trying to be gentle about it like oh just for political gain no no no. there's a lot more at stake here than just political gain there's a there's a much more nefarious uh element that's it and of course you know being a christian and having the baptist bias we understand that it's coming from an antichrist spirit coming from the devil trying to take over the freedom of our country because frankly speaking you know with millions of christians free to preach the gospel and do and say whatever they want it's hard for the antichrist agenda to be successful they need to shut us up they need to censor us they need to quash our freedoms they need to put these restrictions in place i mean if the bible is going to be true that the the antichrist is going to cause small and great to receive a mark on their hand they can't buy or sell well there's going to have to be some changes economically You know, there's going to be a change in the monetary system. There's going to be a change in the supply chain. Because with cash and and, and other forms of currency, this is not possible. It's not possible to just demand everybody to essentially abide by your economy because there's too much cash flowing. People have their own different ways of taking cash, bartering, selling. You know, economic trade is going to go freely. They need it to become electronic. They need it to become a push of the button. They need to be able to turn you on and off. This is why everything's going to credit cards. Credit cards give you rewards. Credit cards give you points. There's all this push to get ele- on electronic systems. And we've seen in the, in just the last few years how easy it is for companies, businesses, churches to get canceled. Just like that, out of thin air. YouTube channel, gone. Bank account, gone. I mean, what else is it, you know, they fake charges, how many people were arrested on January 6th with no charges, thrown in prison, demonized? Yeah. And the media can say whatever they want, show any kind of clip that they want, out of context. No one seems to hold them accountable. They're all kind of in on it, it seems like. Even Fox News is not a trustworthy network, in my opinion. You know, I think that Tucker says a lot of good things, but how much is he allowed to even say on his own network? I mean, what what is your opinion of Tucker? Is he able to have kind of free reign here, or
1: as he, you think he's being held back, even from his own viewpoints. Of course, he's being held back by a network that for sure wouldn't let him cross the Rubicon wouldn't let him talk about certain issues. And that's one of the drawbacks of being on a platform like that is you're controlled in some way, even though he's probably your best option regarding mainstream television. He's your best option, but I do believe he's held back because of the network that he's on. And just to draw from something else you said, talking about the Baptist bias, we recognize, look, this whole thing obviously was orchestrated by FBI, deep state informants, provocateurs, Ray Epps being one of them, who tried to provoke a mob to break into the Capitol building as a pretext to demonize Conservatives, right wingers, and Christians. And the question is well, who's responsible for this? And we can point to the left all day long and we can rant and rave about them. But the Bible tells us in Revelation chapter 12, verse 9, and the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. I believe in context here we're talking about the beginning of Daniel's 70th week and i recognize the devil is cast out of heaven during that time but in general satan is responsible for deceiving the whole world and he's using minions and his minions the bible says in second timothy 3 13 are evil men it says but evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse deceiving and being deceived the now, deception comes from satan i don't want to inter- interrupt your thought there but we are going to be switching over
0: to rumble you can call in 231 Baptist the show's going to get a little bit spicier please don't lose us transfer now if you haven't done it already and I also want to bring up some things that I saw on Gab by Andrew Torba and and kind of you know as we kind of uncover and go a little bit deeper on this particular issue I'm going to try and send some screenshots over to our production crew on this but check us out on rumble we already got a big crowd over there you can still ch- join the chat and uh, we would love for you to call in if you you have some thoughts you want to kind of share your opinions on this particular subject but also while we're waiting on that last week's show i asked ben what he wanted on mr beast and he said he wanted to try the cookies and so lo and behold we've
1: got the cookies storyline continuing you know here on our he broadcast. loves
0: the beast the you know and
1: and not the wow. antichrist I thought we were talking end times here and you just accused me of loving the beast
0: now yeah. interestingly enough ben picked the plant based gluten free <laughs> cookies but rip in there you, get in get you in need some to watch my weight i picked this chocolate bar all right this is a mr beast bar milk chocolate it has on there grass fed milk all right. You'd say, "Is this is this one of those sponsorships? Or are you getting sponsored by Mr. B? No, not at no, all. No, we're not. I wish. I, I mean, because we're just we're giving him free publicity right free now. Free publicity. Well, we don't know actually because we don't even know if we're gonna like it or not. But you know, there's this controversy with Hershey's, where Hershey's is like, uh, had some kind of a, a weirdo like do their promotion, and I'm shocked. And so like everybody's like advocating for their chocolate." Now, in order to see our reaction, you have to go to Rumble. So we're going to go ahead and kill the YouTube live stream right now. Hey, YouTube, go to hell. So that's how I feel. Now now we can talk a little bit more freely about that trans faggot that was on Hershey's. And it's like everybody's capitalizing on this, but I would promote any chocolate over Hershey's right now. Because of that disgusting, filthy, tranny faggot that's like their promotional... Advocate or something. And it's like, when will people stand up to this junk and this garbage? I don't know. Give us a cookie. Tell us what we think, Mr. Beast.
1: Hmm.
0: It's okay. <laughs> it doesn't sound good at all. All right, I'm going to go for
1: the milk chocolate. Hey, you want to try the chocolate? Yeah, I'll try the chocolate. Let's see if this is any better. mm
0: You know what? It definitely doesn't taste like AIDS like Hershey's does. Mm. But I don't know that it's uh, exceptional.
1: It's okay. I think this is good.
0: I want to try the cookie. I want to see this plant-based, gluten-free. It's probably the only time you'll ever see me eat this.
1: The only problem with this is you can tell that it's plant-based.
0: Ew, this is terrible all right <laughs> never ever buy these mr beast cookies plant-based what we should do is mr beast can you make some normal cookies and then we'll try them i'll say it right now if, if he makes normal cookies then we'll buy him and try them on the show that's right to give him redemption but i have to say these are like the worst cookies i don't even want to eat <laughs> you didn't even eat the rest of it. i can't even eat this it's, it's not so good. bad
1: yeah you all can right. tell that it's plant-based i'll finish it though
0: I can't, I'm not even gonna finish it. Do you wanna try one with almonds? So we also got a Mr. Beast with almonds. Now the ingredients on these ones look good. It says only five ingredients. Here, I'll let you try the almond if you wanna try it. Mm. The ingredients on this are cane sugar, organic or organic chocolate liquor, uh, organic cocoa butter, roasted almond chunks, sunflower lethican um so that's not a lot of ingredients that's that's okay
1: i don't like it i don't like it yeah i don't like it at all
0: it's so so but these bars are water. kind of expensive i think like three bucks or something a piece but well there, that way you don't have to try it yourself there's got to be a better option i mean dove chocolate's pretty good do you like dove chocolate what kind of I chocolate lo- do you like i like kit
1: kat kit kat okay Well, hopefully they don't promote faggots. I don't think they do right now, but they might. I don't know. Now, we got a good chat room going. Always Baptist, Buck Swain, Valiant Armory, the Bro J Stew. That's a pretty good crowd in there who've migrated over to Rumble. Thanks for joining us. You ready to Rumble? Rumble. I'm ready to Rumble. You need to join our
0: Rumble because, you know, YouTube may even – Drop us so, for the show so Let me far. say what
1: I wa- wanted to really say Go before. For Tucker Carlson won't talk about the fags or the Jews. Absolutely. And that that's what I was trying to say earlier. I don't do a good job of filtering myself typically, but I really tried hard oh, on no. that one. Folks, there's a barrier at Fox News. You can't talk about fags and Jews. Jews and fags off the table. Jews and fags are always the reason why you get banned from everything. Because you can't talk about Jews and fags. Well, where two or three Jews are gathered together... A fag is in the midst. (laughs) There you go. And if we lived under a righteous government, then the faggots like Don Lemon would get lined up against the wall and, as Dylan preached, shot in the back of the head after getting a trial and getting lawfully convicted. According to Leviticus 20.13, the Bible says faggots should be put to death. Amen. But, of
0: course... You know in our, our our culture we really don't have capital punishment at all happening it doesn't seem like very many people at all are being put to death
1: oh yet, how could you say that ben
0: yeah the other guy said shoot him sorry to yeah, interrupt. yet our country is is getting more wicked and more crime every single day so you you would think that we need more executions not less if anything and i don't know where it's going but it might get to the point where if we don't actually rise up and and say what we actually believe and think and and, and kind of hold our own Christians might start getting executed in this country. Oh, absolutely. You know? And it's 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 like it's like the LGBTQ realize, you know, these sodomites, these faggots, they realize that their lives are on the line. Because you know, when they hear some of our talking points, they're saying, "Oh, we're fighting to exist." And and sometimes Republicans will be like, "Oh, that's not true." And it's like it is true. Yes, it is true. And yet Christians don't realize that they are in a fight to exist too. It's just the, the, a lot of these Christians are lame fake Christians and they'll change their doctrine tomorrow anyways. So they're going to exist by compromise. But the real Christians that aren't going to compromise, they need to start making the voices heard now. They need to get into good church now. They need to put pressure on these situation because there's more of us than there are of them. It's just everybody's such a coward and is a, too weak to stand up. Or if they do stand up, it's at the January 6th protest where they're throwing Nancy Pelosi's desk over. It's like, why don't you throw Joel Osteen's desk over? Why don't you throw T.D. Jake's desk over? Why is it that we can only care about physical battles? Why not the spiritual battle that's raging in our country? Sure. Why not go to the city council and preach Leviticus 2013? Why not hand out Sodomite Deception DVDs? You know, this is the way to really change the culture for the good and to draw people closer to the
1: Lord. You know there are gonna be some out there in Twitter land and elsewhere they're gonna be so outraged by what I just said and so outraged by what my pastor just said but those same people I guarantee you were not outraged by the bozo in the video clip who said shoot the QAnon shaman shoot him why don't they shoot him that was totally okay that was totally fine it's only okay when the left does it when the left says to shoot people an actual call to violence by the way that's fine when they leave voicemails in the when they call bible believing christians and when they call new testament churches and leave voicemails threatening to murder men women and children that's totally okay that's loving that's tolerant but we can't advocate for capital punishment give me a well
0: you know what i've noticed because i went and visited a um another old IFB church in the Austin area. In Austin, I saw an article that said they have over 300 vacancies in their police department. They are being overrun by fags. They have a a giant sodomite culture going on in Austin. Everybody knows it. It's a liberal hellhole. And I visited one of these old IB churches and the pastor gets up, preaches uh, Matthew 24, reads verses like immediately after the tribulation and says now this is not what you think it is and don't go out there and listen to these baptists that are trying to tell you that the rapture is immediately after the tribulation like the text just plainly read and he's saying you know if, if you start doing that then it's going to change how you view what we should do in their our current time he says it's going to change your attitude and, and how you should think that we should affect the culture. It's gonna change what you th- what you believe we should be saying publicly. And I'm like, yes it would. And it's like the pre-trib rapture, that false doctrine is holding so many Christians back from preaching what they need to be preaching. Also, which is closely tied to this, is Zionism. Now I, I tried to send my production staff uh, a couple gab posts from Andrew Torba. I hope we can pull this up because Andrew Toba, I don't even know if the guy saved, but you know what I like about him? He's based, though. He's right on the Jews. Yeah, he's based on Let's Jews. Let's bring this quote up here This uh, that he had. He has a recent post today, and I, I like what he said. It's kind of like Scott Adams, but he doesn't apologize. He's like, I've noticed, you know, I'm reading through the book of Acts and notice the pattern. The Bible tends to mention a Jew by their individual name when they embrace Christ and did not persecute Christians or stopped doing it and converted. The Bible collectively refers to, quote, the Jews. Typically, when discussing those who rejected Christ and persecuted Christians, it doesn't say, quote, this individual and that individual, quote. It just says, quote, the Jews. Read the book of Acts. He's saying, look, everybody gets all mad at saying it's the Jews' fault, and they're like, oh, you're just... O- overgeneralizing or stereotyping or just falsely labeling this group of people as bad people. And he's saying, but wait a minute, that's what the King James Bible says. Show this other quote on the screen um, if you can, but scroll down to the bottom because I really like what Torba says here. He says in the King James Version, aka the Bible, he says the phrase, the quote, the Jews appears 193 times in the New Testament. But if you utter the words, quote, the Jews in 2023, you'll be accused of, quote, hate speech and have your life destroyed. And is that not true today? They hate the King James Bible. Why is it that you can't say the Jews? It's because the Bible says it, it. And it says that the Jews are really the ones that are persecuting Christians. They're the ones that are persecuting all men. First Thessalonians makes it abundantly clear they're an enemy of every people. They're an enemy of every nation. They're an enemy of the cross. They're an enemy of the gospel. They're hated of all men. They're cursed of God. I mean, this is what the New Testament is saying about these people. Jesus couldn't have preached any harsher against the Jews. When did Jesus even rip on the Romans? I mean, yeah, he said to Herod, he was a fox. Did he have some negative things? He didn't even really want to interact with the Romans a lot of times and kind of showed he, had a, he didn't have much respect for Romans and the Gentiles. But if we want to talk about the people he ripped into, It's the Jews and specifically the religious leaders of the Jews and Christ had no problem pretty much just overgeneralizing and and talking about whole cities, whole groups of people as just being bad. Although we all realize there was exceptions in every single one of those particular areas, groups, even amongst the Jews, the apostle Paul was a Jew. Peter was a Jew. John was a Jew. They'll say, Jesus was a Jew. How dare you say something negative about the Jews? Well, okay, there's a difference between an ethnic Jew and a religious Jew. And of course, anytime we're preaching against Jews, we're talking about religious Jews, not ethnic Jews. I don't care about that. Um, You know, I I hate these labels of anti-Semitic. I'm not anti-Semitic. I'm uh, anti-the-Satanism. And you know what? I'm not even homophobic. I, I hate homophobes. Because a homophobe is someone that's afraid of, of gay people and facts. You know what? We shouldn't be afraid of these freaks. We should stand up to them and say that the faggots should go back in the closet, go to hell. I hope that they would just terminate themselves for me. You know, I wish, you know, if the, since we can't imp- implement Leviticus 2013, they should implement Leviticus 2013 on themselves. You know, that would be the the greatest way to clean up America and to fix America. But at the end of the day, you know, this this January 6th, uh narrative is crumbling but but here's the thing when is tucker carlson gonna say uh oh yeah the jewish media was lying oh yeah it's the jews that are saying all of these wicked things oh well it's because the elections are rigged so that biden can elect a primarily jewish cabinet i mean if we want to talk about why january 6th crumbling is negative or bad for the left, quote unquote. It's not bad for the left, it's bad for Jews. That's who it's really bad for, because they're the ones who are behind all of the benefits of these lies, the benefits of these false elections, the benefit, I mean, and ultimately, who's really at the bottom of all these things? The Federal Reserve. They just keep getting more and more money, taking more and more interest. The banks get richer through all this inflation. They're in power and in control. They're destroying Christian churches. The censorship is the biggest win that Jews have had in a long time because people like Pastor Steven Anderson and Pastor Roger Menez and other great men like them were preaching so much truth and getting so many people saved and making it abundantly clear that the Jews were wicked as hell. And lo and behold, notice they're all nuked. They're all censored. Yet show me a pro-Zionist Baptist that's been censored yet. I'm not sure how to follow that. I mean, maybe Greg Locke, <laughs> maybe Ken Kent Hovind. I don't know. But, like, Andrew Torba is one of the most censored people on the planet. Why? Because he's against the Jews. He knows that they're wicked. He knows they're of the devil. He can't have an app. He can't have, you know, a platform. He's been shut down by all kinds of different banks. And I'm not saying that the guy's saved. I don't even know. But, you know, historically Catholics were against the Jews. And they're not saved. But at least they're right on that issue. I mean, Martin Luther, he didn't like Jews. Historically speaking, no one's liked Jews. They still don't like them. It's a giant propaganda campaign. And we have people like Ron DeSantis trying to make it illegal for people to hand out information about
1: Jews. I wasn't aware of that.
0: Yeah, it's like there's some bill. I don't know if it got passed officially. Yeah, that's true. That's terrible. Essentially, if you hand out paperwork talking about how Jews are wicked or anything negative about jews they could fine you or so it's it's some kind of a cancel
1: culture mainline conservative edition
0: yeah and he he even passed something recently um about if you're a blogger
1: i think if you're a blogger
0: you have to register with the state or something like that so they can sue the crap out of you if you say anything misleading about him or other people i mean this is it's bad you know he seems to be the poster boy that they want to get in there. They want Trump to go down. And they realize that Trump, you know, would win a fair election for sure. And I think that a lot of liberals and a lot of Democrats would vote for Trump right now. And they know that too. And they know that the election fraud is going to look even worse if Trump is the main nominee. So they have to get him out. They have to knock him out. They have to get like Ron DeSantis or someone like if I don't even think they would care if Ron DeSantis won. Because then they could claim, see, it's not rigged, and you know the Republicans got that control. But then DeSantis would come in there and still follow the Jewish order and bow so down the wall. So of the two,
1: I mean, they're both Zionists, but I mean, Trump or DeSantis, who's more authentic in your mind if you have to pick between one of them? Like in what? What do you mean? Like who I like, or what do you say? Yeah, who do you who do you like more between Trump or DeSantis if you have to pick between one of those two?
0: I like Trump a lot more just because I think that, I think that Trump doesn't actually have anything to lose. Whereas DeSantis is kind of like a nobody. So he kind of has everything to gain from becoming the president. Whereas Trump, he's only gonna be hurt more and have more problems by becoming the president. So, so for me, it's kind of like looking at these two individuals, you know, the motive for Trump to be president Has to have a level of altruism, whereas for DeSantis, it's probably, you know, a lot less altruistic, probably a lot more selfish gain, other issues. Now, that doesn't mean that Trump wouldn't still have bad uh, advisors, doesn't have people kind of controlling him, you know, and of course, Trump himself isn't like a, a godly Christian necessarily, but... He says a lot of good things. I mean, some of his more recent speeches, he's talking about eliminating a lot of uh, disgusting programs, departments, you know, trying to get rid of a lot of wicked people. I mean, but he said that before he got elected. He said that Hillary Clinton would be in jail if he was elected president. Did that happen? No. Did Trump bring in the the COVID vaccine? Yes. Did Trump bring in the mandates for COVID? Yes. Did Trump believe that the election was stolen? Yes. Did he do anything about it other than cry and whine? No. And so, like, to me, he's not a good leader. He's weak. He surrounds himself with bad people. He's vain. He's prideful. He's not saved. He's got a lot of sin issues for sure. Not somebody that I would ever want to advocate for. But at the the same time, it's like he might be the only person that genuinely doesn't want to just destroy America, though. Like, well, that's bought and paid I for would, to just destroy our country.
1: I would disagree. I to me, Ron DeSantis is a better option. Why? Tell me why. Because I'm I'm open. And well, I I think that unlike Donald Trump, he actually has a history of political wins in Florida. You look at what he's doing in Florida. He's doing a great job as governor, and his rhetoric on the vaccine is way better than Donald Trump, who promotes it and says that everyone should go take it and that it saved millions of lives. Whereas Ron DeSantis actually established a system to investigate the vaccine and look into some of the health um, problems that have that are associated with it. So uh, to me, Ron DeSantis is a much better option. He's more clear. uh, He's a better uh, communicator. uh, Better. he's you know, smarter. A much clearer speaker, so to me, I, I mean, I don't know if I had to pick between the two, I'd pick DeSantis. Well, they both seem to have a Jewish connection. I mean, you got Jared Kushner. I on mean, the Trump obviously, side. the Zionism for both sides is a wash, so that's not even part of the equation for me. They both love Jews and love Zionism, right? But that's the source of the evil happening in our
0: culture and in our nation. Um, and 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 here's 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 why I still I still prefer Trump. Okay, and maybe this isn't the right test. But the liberal media is pro DeSantis and and essentially they still hate Trump. That just kind of is almost a signal to me that DeSantis is their guy, because why would the Jewish media and people like Bill Maher and, and a lot of these other individuals say, like, we need to get DeSantis in there and we're so afraid of Trump and Trump's such a bad guy. If if truly they wanted Trump in there, I, I don't think that they do. I don't think that it's like five D chess or something. You know, <laughs> I think that they genuinely would like to see no, Trump there, go down. There's a hatred for Trump, and and I think that they're intimidated. I think that Hillary was supposed to be the president. Yeah, I think that Donald Trump is is probably, in some ways, it could have been God sparing us a little bit, and and here's here's one thing I think is interesting. Okay. Let's say Donald Trump never became president, right? Hillary Clinton became president. Do we really think that 2023 would look better today than if Hillary Clinton had been president and Trump had never even been president? I don't think so. I think that we would have as much control and opposition and censorship, but we wouldn't even know it. Like one thing that I liked about Trump is he kind of did awake a lot of the masses to how much the media is lying to them, how much deception, because frankly, in my family, you know, I I told them all kinds of stuff A long time ago, I said, look, 9-11's an inside job. I think it's Michael Obama, you know, Sandy Hook. There's a lot of weird stuff going on with that. I mean, there's all these crazy things that are going on. And and I'm saying, like, the government's lying to us. I don't trust vaccination. Everyone in my family demonized me for being against vaccines, you know, as wholesale. But, you know, through going through all this, seeing people like Trump and Tucker and some of these other people say these kind of things... Now a lot of them are like, hey, you know what? 9-11 inside job. Hey, yeah, vaccines, there's a lot of issues with this. You know, I can see, I can now see where you're coming from. A lot of people are starting to homeschool. A lot of people, and again, I'm not saying it's just Trump alone here. Obviously you got people like InfoWars, you've got Gab, you've got, you know, churches preaching. You got Pastor Anderson preaching a lot of great truths on YouTube that cause these things. But at the end of the day, you know, can you not at least admit that it seems like Trump himself did kind of shift the Overton window of information back towards a little bit more truth, a little bit more of like what's going on behind the scenes. I mean, what what is your thoughts?
1: Well, I know a, a close family friend of mine that was growing up while I was growing up, he was very much a mainline conservative George Bush guy. But it wasn't until Donald Trump rose to the top of the political power structure, became president, that he kind of started to actually be more open-minded about things like the New World Order, globalism, and quote-unquote conspiracy theories, which are really conspiracy facts. So I've seen that in my life. I certainly appreciate your point and and would agree, actually, with your point that, that some of these personalities, Trump included, have probably helped shift people over a little closer to the truth. And that's a good thing, ultimately. And you can say that it's a net positive there. And as far as the hatred for him, I think that's obvious. And kind of going back to January 6th for a moment, the accusation is he incited a mob to engage in an insurrection to try and destroy democracy. That's a railing accusation. It's not true. If you want to attack Trump, For his Zionist ties if you want to attack Trump for being pro-Sodomite if you want to attack Trump for not being conservative enough if you want to attack Trump for any number of those issues I'm with you but what you see from the left oftentimes are just smears and what you see oftentimes just defamation coming from them but it's no surprise first Kings 21 tells us in verse 13 and there came in two men children of Belial and sat before him and the men of Belial witnessed against him even against Naboth in the presence of the people saying naboth did blaspheme god and the king then they carried him forth out of the city and stoned him with stones that he died naboth's vineyard is a story where you have sons of belial who are hired by jezebel to lie intentionally about naboth and the reason why you see the media and this is something that trump has done a great job at referring to the media as the enemy of the people And things like that but the reason why it's so easy for them to lie is because they are sons of belial and the establishment utilizes sons of belial the jews in the book of acts utilizing uh, lewd men of the baser sort but my point is you see sons of belial weaponized to lie against others intentionally and it happened there in the bible with naboth now one thing i'm glad you brought up naboth because it seems
0: like the Jews have always had the same tactic. They label whoever they want to demonize an insurrectionist. They're labeling Nabal, oh, he spoke against the king. And so we now have to essentially slay him. Similarly with False Jesus. So in John chapter 19, I, I, I wanted to read a few verses here, but in John chapter 19, verse 15, it says, But they cried out, Away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate saith unto them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priest answered, we have no king but Caesar. And then later in this particular chapter, they also said that, in, or I'm sorry, previously in verse 12, it says, And from thenceforth Pilate sought to release him, but the Jews cried out, saying, If thou let this man go, thou art not Caesar's friend. Whosoever maketh himself a king speaketh against Caesar. So they're claiming that Jesus is this insurrectionist trying to overthrow the government, overthrow Caesar, Yet, when did Christ ever do that? When is When did Caesar's name even come out of Jesus Christ's mouth, except for to mention paying t- tribute to him or, or saying, hey, let's pay taxes, render unto Caesar, you know, what's his essentially. So, uh, you know, it's it's the same narrative. It's the same tactic. Label those who you're against as an insurrectionist. Try to get them crucified, killed, slain, thrown in prison. The Apostle Paul, what happens with him? They try to say the exact same thing. He's an insurrectionist trying to overthrow the government. They play the same tactic. So here's the thing. Even though Trump, okay, I'm not, I'm not, I don't like Trump, but I'm just saying, when you see them playing the exact same tactics against him as they did Naboth, Jesus, and Paul, it makes you sympathize for the character a little bit not saying that he's like those individuals, of course he's not, he's not a Christian, he's not saved. But, you know, he does say positive things about Christianity, he does at least give lip service to the fact that Jesus Christ is the Lord and things like that, which is better than what's coming from the the demonic left, which is coming from a lot of these, uh, you know, Jewish media influencers. And, you know, hey, Trump, he had dinner with Kanye, he had dinner with Nick Fuentes, uh, I believe that there was one clip that I had seen one time where they shared and Trump was saying, it seems like these people in the Middle East are, are doing a lot of weird things and they're always behind all this stuff and they're benefiting from you know, what we're doing and maybe we shouldn't always just be just pro-Israel no matter what. It seemed like he had a little bit of skepticism at times. So I'm not saying that Trump is like uh, anti-Zionist or anything like that, I'm sure he isn't, but you know, at least he seems to be a little bit reasonable in that area whereas it seems like DeSantis for me is just is about pro zionist as you can get as a catholic republican uh and you know for for those reasons I'm leery of DeSantis. Of DeSantis. I think he's a I think he's a trojan horse personally. Wow. Okay. Now I'm not saying that he doesn't make some good stances and say some good things. I just think that he's a plausible trojan horse that they want but i I don't think it's gonna happen i don't think that there's any way that they can steal the nomination against trump unless they kill him throw him in jail or, or do something weird to him
1: well this person says even in florida trump got more votes than desantis trump is more electable so agreeing with you in that trump versus desantis question that i posed to you earlier well and would desantis be like beto
0: running in Texas, just like a guaranteed loser for the Republican Party. I, and so then it would just make it easier for the Democrats to say there was an election fraud because Who knows? You know, DeSantis isn't going to get enough votes, enough win. I mean, personally, I think any Republican candidate would probably win if elections were free and fair, as they always like to, to label them. But uh, at the end of the I mean, I would be surprised if California wasn't actually Republican, if elections weren't rigged but you never know i mean what i i kind of also think there's this gaslit narrative of just how many people like sodomites and how, like fags i think that 80 percent of our country probably hates fags. it's just that the media tries to make it seem like only about less than one percent even have a disfavorable view 80%. of sodomites yeah i think so i mean we, you go we talk to people all the time it seems like there's obviously there's the five percent fags that They don't hate I mean, they're not gonna say that they hate fags, okay? And then you've got probably about 15% of liberal women and effeminate guys that would say that they like fags. But every straight guy hates fags, all of them.
1: I've never had an issue handing out our movie, The Sodomite Deception, out soul winning. And I've given them out like candy. Even to people who aren't interested in getting saved, sometimes I'll give them the DVD anyway. And the only time I've ever had any pushback, it was a woman. But no men have ever had any issues with the film. They always take it gladly. And you've gone so with me. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty honest about what that movie's about. Like, Very. Hey, you don't... <laughs> <laughs> this film's about homos. Blatantly obvious with Ben. <laughs> this, film... <laughs> this film is about how homos are predators and pedophiles and an abomination in the sight of God, whereas... The corporate media wants you believe, wants you to believe that they're loving and wonderful people even if you don't necessarily agree with everything i just said watch this film and you'll change your mind that's the standard presentation if you will uh when i hand out the dvd and to your point i really haven't had very much pushback so maybe that's true and perhaps the silent majority is just being censored and bullied into silence
0: well i think I think that what it is, is that 80% of people hate fags inside, but then another like 20 to 30% of those individuals would publicly say that they don't because they're repressing those feelings by going to one of these bad churches, always being told, no, we got to love and we we can't be like that. And these are bad feel. It's, it's like almost they, they hate fags is like a sin for them, where it's like you know, I just really love to, you know, drink, you know, sodas, but I know I shouldn't, you know, it's like, or I, I, they have this like guilty pleasure. So like inside they like have this guilty pleasure of hating faggots, but they're constantly getting it repressed by some queer bait preacher that's out there telling them like, this is wrong. And you got to love everybody and love the pedophile and love whatever. It's like nonsense. And so people get a little bit confused and they're just kind of like, yeah, love the faggot. But then it's like, If they saw a picture, they'd be like, ah, you know, they'd be horrified. They're repulsed. Yeah. They'd be like, ah, so gross. I love you. You know, it's like, but they don't love them. They actually still hate them. And if they got good preaching, they would finally just let it all out and and they wouldn't feel so constricted um, like they're being right now. So, but, but here's, here's the point. The January 6th footage is now going to go through the news cycle for Months, years? I don't know. I mean, we're going to just talk about this forever and ever and ever. And you know what we're not going to be talking about? People dying just all of a sudden from the COVID vaccine. We're not going to be talking about election fraud issues in Arizona. What we're not going to be talking about is how there's all these people that are coming out saying Katie Hobbs and people in the Arizona government are linked with the Sonoma, you know, cartel, or the Sinaloa cartel, and how these drug lords are basically have bought and paid for many of our Uh, election officials. You know what they're not going to be talking about is all the pedophile laws that are being passed all over this country. What they're not, I mean, it's kind of like this stupid, what is a woman movie by Matt Walsh, where we sit here and talk about how insane it is to think that a teenager should be able to get a surgery rather than talking about why it's insane to even allow sodomites to exist. You know, it's just this constant smoke screen to not really talk about the issues not talk about what's really going on. And, you know, I, I like that at least people can see the lies that are being portrayed, but you know, what we really need is we need Tucker and them to start going a little bit further back and, and peeling back the layers and realizing, you know, Jews are behind this, the antichrist is behind this, the devil's behind this, this is a spiritual issue, you know, and, and that's what we need people to wake up and realize and get saved and 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 try to get christians
1: to serve god that's what's going to change america i can't disagree with that and i think that's what i really wanted to make sure i hammered in earlier when i talked about january 6th in the sense that you know i'm not going to mourn the fact that these politicians who are demon possessed devil worshiping you know sacks of garbage that they were scared and you know running away and things like i mean i'm not going to mourn that but i don't endorse it it's kind of like what pastor jimenez said about orlando He doesn't endorse the shooting in Orlando, but he's not going to mourn the deaths of 50 pedophiles, right? So it's the same thing here. It's like, I'm not going to mourn that these politicians were uh, faced with that situation of having people going into the Capitol building, but I don't endorse it. The real battle is spiritual at the end of the day. And if we can get more people saved, hey, think about it from the end times perspective. The more saved people are on the earth the less people are going to worship the abomination of desolation. The less people are going to take the mark of the beast. The less people are going to worship the Antichrist. At the end of the day, it's the gospel that truly makes the difference. And even in the short term, the gospel can help people change their worldview, especially if they get into church, they start getting fed, they feed themselves spiritually, they go to a good church that's preaching the Bible. These are people that can be converted into actually Serving the Lord as well and I concur hundred percent with what you said that in reality as Tucker Carlson Will talk about some of the talking points about January 6th that he'll make some good points But as he does that There's always a limit that eventually he's going to reach and what is that limit? He can't talk about the spiritual issue he can't talk about the Jews he can't talk about the fags but hopefully people can use guys like tucker carlson to springboard to a pastor stephen anderson to springboard to a pastor aaron thompson to a pastor roger jimenez a pastor bruce mejia a pastor jonathan shelley you know I, you meet a lot of people they say well i started watching ken hovind and then that led me to pastor anderson and i got saved so hopefully these guys like tucker carlson can play that role what do you think about that in, in terms of having people who play the role of acting as a springboard to those who are really based in Bible pills. Yeah, I mean, the Bible says, if you seek me, you shall find. And I think that
0: those that are seeking truth will will end up finding the ultimate truth, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, you know, these these insurrectionists, they have one thing right, that uh, obviously they don't like wickedness and they want to see a return to righteousness. But, it, it, you know, it's not as much of a physical battle as it is a spiritual battle. Wicked governments have existed virtually the entire existence of humanity. So... Good luck overthrowing wicked governments. They've always existed. They probably always will exist. You know, we need to get into the spiritual battle, the spiritual fight. And if if, if Tucker's going to talk about insurrectionists, you know, what he should talk about is what's going on in Atlanta, Georgia. Did you see the the footage of this? I want to show that aerial clip if we can real quick. And and I know we're we're a little later on time, but I, I want to show this clip before we kind of wrap up tonight. Because if you want to see a real insurrection, look at this here in Atlanta. Now, just to give some context, this is a area of Atlanta where they're building a new police uh, training facility. And just a giant group of Antifa rioters and protesters just came onto the construction site and they just start throwing objects at the construction vehicles. They start lighting things on fire. They start throwing as it was described in an article, mullets of cocktails at police officers, shooting fireworks, bomb, you know, homemade bombs and all kinds of different things. There's other videos of the, like that particular bulldozer or uh, heavy machinery was like on fire and they're throwing rocks at it and, and destroying everything. How come this isn't getting all of the footage for an insurrection? I mean, if this isn't an insurrection, what is? And of course, you know, that's what the liberal media wants to do. Focus on the January sixth insurrection and ignore how Antifa is just destroying America. And yeah. you know, Antifa, in my opinion, is basically synonymous with just facts. I mean, it's just it's basically <sighs> yes. the sons of Belial who are the true insurrectionists. Just like you read in Naboth, you read in Naboth, who was it? Certain sons of, sons Belial, of Belial, which were there, lying about Naboth, trying to project who they really are which is an insurrectionist at heart. And of course, that's what we see going on in America. There's no new thing out of the sun, It's the same narrative that
1: they keep on playing. So uh, had
0: you heard about this Atlanta? I
1: event? heard about it today. Uh, the fact that Antifa went and engaged in this kind of violence. And it just goes to show you that violence oftentimes emanates from the left and they project this attribute onto conservatives and Christians Bible believers that we're the ones who are violent, we're the ones who are hateful, we're the ones who are insurrectionists, we're the ones going out and destroying private property, things like that. No, 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 no. It's actually them. They're the ones who do it. Antifa are the domestic terrorists, Antifa are the psychopaths, Antifa are the ones who should be rounded up by this government and put to justice. But instead, they're roaming around freely destroying private property. And you see what they're doing there to law enforcement. It's sick. It's disgusting. It's twisted. It's abominable. They're the ones who are violent, folks. And it's no secret why that didn't get the same media coverage as January 6th. Did. You look at the clip we played earlier. One propagandist after another. January 6th, worse than 9-11, worse than Watergate. It was the most historic event in our history. Imagine if a bunch of Bible-wielding Christians did that, what Antifa just did. And that's just one example of their violence. That's just one example of their psychopathy. Imagine if for us who did something like that, the media would be running with that story and they would be blasting it everywhere they possibly can. There is such an obvious double standard here. It really drives me crazy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And of course, you know, the Bible tells us that the Jews riled up certain lewd fellows of the baser sort. And, you know, the devil has been around for a long time He influences people in the same ways, the same groups, the same people, same ideologies, same tactics. That's why history constantly repeats itself. And people just need to start reading the Bible. I mean, the Bible is more relevant than Tucker Carlson. It is more relevant than Fox News. It is more relevant than Alex Jones. It is more relevant than InfoWars. It's more relevant than anything that you can find today. It will tell you exactly what's happening in this world. And just like Torba said, The Jews are quoted 193 times just in the book of Acts alone because they're the ones who are behind it. And, of course, they are influenced by their father,
1: the devil. The devil. And all I ask for when it comes to some of the personalities you mentioned, even politicians, is at the very least, I just don't want them to oppose Christianity. And it's a low bar (laughs) But if they could just not oppose us, if they could allow us to freely preach the Bible, if we can get back on YouTube, like we should be able to do this live stream on YouTube right now. If Donald Trump would come out with a plan that says we're going to regulate the social media giants and we're going to make sure that Christians and conservatives can freely speak in the digital public square, that would be great. I would commend him for that. That's what I hope he accomplishes if he becomes president again. But all I ask for is just something like that. You know, really, my bar is low in the sense that I just don't want them to oppose us. I just want us to have a fair shake at being able to disseminate Bible truths. And you saw the massive impact that it had when we did have that opportunity, courtesy of Faithful Word Baptist Church, amassing over 150,000 YouTube subscribers. I'm sitting here right now because I found them on YouTube and got saved. But that's really all I want, just don't oppose us and let us preach the Bible freely. Well, and I think that people have to realize we're gonna have to keep being inventive
0: because sometimes uh, certain avenues were restricted from the Christians in the Bible throughout history. They have always been demonized, lied about. I mean, in our film, uh, we have Donald Brake telling us that uh, William Tyndale couldn't get New Testaments into England, so he had to put them in bales of cotton and hide them and smuggle them into the country. And he was willing to do that under the threat of death, you know. We need Christians to be willing to at least just switch to Rumble. I mean, is that I mean, is that really as hard as, as hiding Bibles and bales of cotton and smuggling them into the country than switching apps? No, you know, or switching to God Research. You know, that's what we need the people to do. And you know, I like the idea of building parallelism, building some of these other platforms, trying to reach people. And I'm I'm not against using traditional media, YouTube, and, and what you can. But I think we also need to just instead of crying about not being on YouTube, we have got to reinvent ourselves. We got to keep pushing back. Even if they take the entire internet away, we're just gonna we're gonna ship more DVDs and and flash drives and word of mouth and make more, uh, you know, cards and whatever. Whatever we got to do, you know, and we'll, we'll I appreciate we'll keep, that. We'll keep pushing back. But you know, I'm not gonna go and throw Nancy Pelosi's desk
1: over. You know, that's yeah, just not of course. It's just not what I'm gonna do. Look, I appreciate that attitude because it can be a struggle for me personally in the sense that like you can get discouraged by all the censorship just because you don't have it's not fair you don't have the same platform as everyone else you don't have the same ability as everyone else to get your message out there but you know what as christians we need to realize hey if god be for us who could be against us and you're right we could just switch to rumble we could use alternative platforms to still reach people the truth is powerful enough even if it's heavily stymied by people who hate god but that's where our
0: audience comes in you guys need to help us you can be the arms and the legs of the baptist bias of christianity of the lord jesus christ we are ambassadors and you have a big influence you know you can reach a lot of different people you know you need to get in there and get them saved get them king james bible start sharing this information we're going to be making we made some new movie tickets that we're going to be using as invitations and i'm going to try and open it up to people that want to use them We'll mail you a pack of them. Uh, You can hand them out free movie ticket to the Preserved Bible. They can go online. They can watch the film. It'll be a nice experience for them. And I think that we need to get to that way. We're going to make some movie tickets for the Sodomite Deception, hand that puppy out. And uh, we just got to keep making these projects, keep distributing this information. And uh, I think that's the way that we fight this evil regime. Well, I think we could talk about this subject for another couple hours, but... We're going to go ahead and wrap it up for this evening. You need to make sure to subscribe to our Rumble, hit a hit a Rumble for us, you know, get people on all, all these all, alternative platforms for us. We're going to keep going on YouTube, subscribe there as well. We've got God Resources, another platform at your disposal. We'd love for you to share that as well. We, we love to do the show live so people can call in and also interact into the show with us. We appreciate a lot of the comments. Uh, they helped us kind of keep the narrative going. And uh, also, we can you can check us out on other platforms if you just want to listen to the podcast. Ben, why don't
1: you tell us where we can listen to it? We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts, the Stitcher Radio app. You can find us on Spotify as well. Just make sure that when you log on to those platforms, you use the keywords, the Baptist bias, to find the podcast. Subscribe there and listen to the podcast on the go.
0: Um, I, you know, I don't know. I enjoyed the chocolate, so... Maybe that's why we didn't take any Collins this evening. I just got distracted. The chocolate
1: was chocolate. good. One of them was better yeah. than the other. I'm not so sure about this. I wasn't really into this. So maybe we need we need another food option. What about the cookie?
0: What's your yeah? give it out of five it's, review? It's pretty much a negative three. Negative so three. It's, it's pretty awful. But that's going to do it for us. Thanks for tuning in. Ben, sign us out.
1: Folks, that's it for our podcast tonight. We really appreciate you tuning in. Make sure you subscribe on all the platforms where you can find us. For Pastor Shelly, this is Benjamin Naim signing off. God bless you all. And as I like to say, we'll talk to you guys again after a while.